0: Welcome to It Is Always Now with Marty Long. Get ready to open up and let true joy into your life. Join Marty for conversations about inclusivity and respect, the importance of curiosity and making change happen. Your journey of exploration and discovery into the greater world around us begins now. Here's Marty. Greetings. My name is Marty Long. My call is to encourage you to awaken your curiosity. Curiosity is what keeps us seeking and finding truth and lasting joy. I can't say I'm an avid movie watcher. I more or less keep up on current movies and watch the ones that interest me and or my husband, like most people do. And of course, there's endless movies available from the past. As I reminded you in the intro... Movies touch on human nature in many ways, and one of the many questions that resounds across the ages is, what is truth? So, it's not hard to find movies that broach this topic. First, a quick personal experience. As you may have heard me say, I went to boarding school for high school. Looking back, it was a fabulous experience cloistered in the hills that surround Portland, Oregon, with 400 other high school students. What could be bad about that? And best of all, it was coed. A number of deans came and went in the four years I was there, and I really don't remember them. Except I remember Mrs. Dunn, because she was there when I arrived. I always found her rather aloof, and her daughter, who was in my class, well, we never connected. But overall, I had no problem with Dean Dunn. I guess she was kind of the nanny I never saw. But I do remember this one incident. Of course, it was a loudspeaker system in our dorm. And one day, Dean Dunn got on the microphone and announced there was going to be a change. She told us what the change was going to be, but I honestly don't remember what it was. What I do remember is says she let us stew over it for a few days. You know, it might have been something like we were going to have to be in our respective rooms by 7 p.m. instead of 9 p.m. on a school night. No idea. But I guess when it reached the crescendo, the point where she thought this could blow up in her face, she called us all downstairs to the auditorium where we had our group gatherings. First thing she said was, there will be no change. There was never going to be a change. I did this to get your attention. Okay, well, that worked. She said she needed to teach us an important lesson. She said you must believe none of what you hear and only half of what you see. I'm sure you've heard that too. For me, it was years before this message began to resonate with me. The real problem that I've discovered is we never have all of the facts. We get them one at a time from different sources, often conflicting messages from different sources, and we're left with pieces that we're trying to put together and make sense out of it. And what are the chances of that? Here's a quote from Donald Frost. One of the most difficult concepts to accept is that truth and reality often come in layers. So that is why it's not advisable to believe, internalize, accept things, just because we hear them or see a compelling image. There's always more to it than meets the eye. And this is what makes truth elusive. So let's dig into the movies. I did read the Ebert site coverage of these, and of course then I came to my own conclusions. First movie up, Don't Worry Darling. And by the way, all three of these movies came from 2022. Ebert gave it two stars, largely because it wasn't very cohesive, but I found some points I want to bring forward. Here's a quote from the review. What's ironic is that Frank and Shelley's mantra for their worshipful citizens is one of control. End quote. So, Frank and Shelley were the leaders, or actually Frank was the leader, and Shelley backed him 100% of the time. Next quote. This secluded model city was based on the importance of keeping chaos at bay maintaining the symmetry and unity of working as one. In other words, it was a cult where one person tells everyone else what to think and how to act. And they use lofty goals to get people sucked in. Now, as often is the case in these situations, fortunately, there was one person, Alice, who started to see the cracks, the inconsistencies, and... She was not shy about sharing her observation. The first thing that came to my attention was that none of the people she tried sharing her concerns with would help her. They either ignored her outright or strongly encouraged her to go with the flow. She was making them uncomfortable. Indeed, many people want to avoid conflict. I think that's one of the primary reasons people don't or can't accept the truth, even if it's in their face. They make all kinds of excuses for it and just go with the flow. In the end, the whole thing fell apart and turned into utter chaos. One more salient point I picked up at this point. Shelley said to Frank, now it's my turn. As in, you blew it and now I'm taking over. Yep, many cults are based on someone who just wants power and control. But there's always someone else who wants that control and you have a power struggle. There is often little truth involved in any of these situations. And yes, many people don't want the truth. They're afraid of the truth. So they seek something that they feel they can cling to. They rationalize the discrepancies away. And that truly makes truth elusive. Well, in all fairness, the truth is often scary. Next movie, Fantastic Beasts. Here's a quote from the Ebert Review. Lingering glances, wistful remembrance of a love that could not be, the simmering passion within the genteel setting of an afternoon tea. Very British The two men, of course, were Dumbledore and Grinwald. A political war was waging, and these two longtime friends were solidly on opposite sides. Before they parted, Grinwald said to Dumbledore, You can't stop me. As I watched the movie, I focused on the differences of the two sides, and sure enough, one wanted to do right, the other just wanted power and control. In the end, they used a fantastic beast to determine the right side. This chillin, it could look into the soul. How handy. But we don't have any chillins, and we cannot look into another person's soul. People are very good actors. Humans are great at using words that are not out-and-out lies, just half-truths, but very deceptive. Again... We never have all of the facts. We can't look into someone else's soul. And that makes truth elusive. Movie number three, Death on the Nile. Once again, Ebert didn't have anything good to say about this. Mostly based on the acting, which I agree was mediocre and all of the bells and whistles and magic was a little over the top. Come to think of it, I think before I do three more movies, I'll read the reviews first. It could help, you never know. But I do think this Agatha Christie story brings us another salient truth regarding truth. The plot is one that's often used. Simon and Jacqueline were engaged and madly in love, but they needed money to live the lifestyle they adored and coveted. So they broke it off with much fanfare and show. Simon got engaged to Lynette, who had money. And he and Lynette got married. The idea, of course, was for Simon to kill Lynette and get her money so he could marry Jacqueline and they could live happily ever after. The first part of the plan worked. Simon did kill Lynette. But thanks to Perot, he was caught. In the end... Simon and Jacqueline have a murder-suicide, unable to face the truth about their own actions. In many such cases, the truth may never be found, which makes all of those TV shows about unsolved crimes so intriguing. Yes, elusive truth can be very intriguing. Here's some thesaurus words for elusive. Illusionary, plausible deceptive, misleading, superficial. I think the key word is plausible. Humans are so good about presenting things in a way that, on the surface, appears plausible. So, back to believe none of what you hear and half of what you see. I mean, that in itself is illusionary. But I think an end We're surrounded by elusive truths. And we must be careful in how we view the facts that are available to us. Now, I am absolutely not trying to tell you how to divine the truth, because that's not possible. But you must find a way to put it in perspective, so you can prevent those elusive truths from causing you a great deal of uncertainty, angst, fear, stress because angst, fear, and stress rob you of your peace of mind. To do this, you need balance, so you can be the best person you are. If you try to make sense of it, you're more likely to be deceived because you're stuck with the logic of those deceiving you. I have found it helps me to focus on something I can be sure of, We each need an anchor. Family and friends serve that purpose for many. Of course, family and friends can be elusive too. Which is why I find that having that connection with the eternal is the best anchor for me. Here's a quote from my go-to book, 100 Ways to Keep Your Soul Alive by Mary Ann Brussat and Frederick. Number 14. Seek Essential Wealth. From the book, Money and Meaning of Life by Jacob Needleman. What is most necessary for man and what he is given in great abundance are experiences, especially experiences of the forces within him. This is the most essential food, his most essential wealth. If man consciously receives all this abundance The universe will pour into him what is called life in Judaism, spirit in Christianity, light in Islam, power in Taoism. Life, spirit, light, power. I like all of those words. I think putting them all together paints an even clearer picture of the eternal. Here are some quotes about truth. In looking these up, I found a new favorite word, repose. Webster says this involves peace and tranquility. At one point, I saw the clause emotional repose. For some reason, I can't find that quote again, but here are the quotes I have. Ralph Waldo Emerson. Every mind must make its choice between truth truth. And repose, it cannot have both. Why? Well, because we spin and angst over things we have no control over. And that definitely blocks out repose. This one from Oscar Wilde. The truth is rarely pure and never simple. That, again, was what Dean Dunn was trying to tell us. And... When I look back at it, she was rather clever, don't you think? Quote from Charles Hansel. Seek the silence frequently. Power comes from repose. And Indira Gandhi. We must learn to be still in the midst of activity. And to be vibrantly alive in repose. I'm going to repeat that and change one word. We must learn to be still in the midst of chaos and to be vibrantly alive in repose. In conclusion, back to what I said in my intro, I have observed that truth is pretty much what each individual concludes for themselves. We Each do that without recognizing it. And in a society where many individuals throughout that society have come to diabolically opposed truths. It causes confusion and uncertainty. If you let it. As an individual, you can find your equilibrium, your own repose. If you are anchored to a truth that allows you to rise above it all. No, no, it doesn't mean you give up or opt out. You really must continue to engage with the world around you. But at the same time, on a personal level, seek and find calm, peace, tranquility that will enable you to be more prepared to maintain repose in the midst of all of it. For me, that repose comes from my connection with the eternal Here I can find balance, perspective, acknowledge that I will never have all of the information. My anchor allows me to have emotional repose, and you will have it too, if only you will seek and find it. Just remember, it's always time to stop and acknowledge that truth is elusive, to allow yourself to stop spinning. Now is always the time to ponder, and connect with that anchor. It is always now.